light. Getting green lights, everything's a green light. We've got all kinds of green lights. That's right. Yeah. Yay. We it's greasy it. hour. Greasy time is occurring. Uh, the conversation that is greasy. I should tell people the real name of the show. Check it out. You're listening to Greasy Conversation on Radio Vegas dot rocks. And if you mention Radio Vegas dot rocks to any of our sponsors, they give you extra special gladness officially. And today is tea lit day. We've got uh, tea lit in the house. We've got. Um, okay. Why don't you introduce the, the tea lit situation? Yeah. Um. Hi, my name is Elise Peterson, and I'm the founder of Tealet, and uh, we uh, we serve tea and have nice conversations. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You can call it a tea party. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that I couldn't think of saying that that way, but like one <laughs> of the cameras disconnected, like right at that's, that point. We don't cool. need it. Yeah. There, there's a. Sometimes there's enough cameras in the world as it is. So that's where we're at. Oh, there's more than enough. <laughs> and and we also have with Tealit. Oh, Kaimu Du. Kaimu Du in yeah. the house. Yeah. Help help with the lease with Tealit. I'm tossing music. some tea in right away. Oh, nice. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Everyone cheers. grab your teas. Yeah. I know my tears. Well, cheers. Empty cheers. He can get you. I had a little yeah. sip. Jake doesn't talk much, but he'll definitely keep your cup filled. <laughs> Dang, that's yummy action. Yeah, this oh, is uh, black tea from India called Monsoon Magic to celebrate the monsoon here in Vegas. That's an awesome coincidence because th- or that there's, there's a monsoon magic tea that's surprising <laughs> to me because uh, it's a cool set of words and it's definitely monsoony right now yeah. we're having hella uh, locust attack people <laughs> are calling them grasshoppers that's also technically correct but they're not uh, in that phase they transform into a different like animal or a different state I forget how it was worded when I was reading about it but mm. this, these are what locusts are they're like a different kind of the same grasshopper but not in grasshopper mode they like changed modes, like kind of full maturity or whatever. Well, well, I didn't realize they could like just fly. I thought they just could like hover. Yeah, so yeah. when they're when yeah. they're green and they're not, um, oh, I forget the word where they clump together and like mm. swarm, then they don't usually fly as much. They uh, just hop around. Right, right. Yeah, and it it's um, the same thing whether they're mature or whether they're young. They have these two different states either way. But once they get into this state, it takes them a while to like settle back down into mm. the chilly green hangout mode yeah and they don't like fly very well either no they just kind of like go out and they're like flopping around in the air and they just like hit something and then land they're like that's good enough all right limited edition koba is already in the chat we've got a real show going on oh yeah hallelujah it's real yeah but if anyone uh so we're having a little grasshopper apocalypse in vegas i guess they like swarmed the strip pretty brad Pretty bad. Oh, or even like the Luxor light. I saw that that, that photo looked. Yes. <laughs> you see that? Someone yeah. posted a photo of like oh, the Luxor light. Oh, they going nuts on the Luxor light. And there's just yeah. like a horde of them like yeah. flying <laughs> around the Luxor light. Yeah. But there was like pictures of them like all out like swarming the outside of uh, casino doors, and then even on the inside, just a couple feet, there's just like covering the floor of the entrance. Like it's nutty. And I guess at night on the strip, they're pretty bad because yeah. all, all the lights, obviously. I have a bunch of videos where they are on parking lot lights. 
I'm waiting to like hoard them into a music video or something. So <laughs> stay tuned on Instagram. Okay, so we've got tons. We've got two weeks of constipated news that's built up, and uh, also, I kind of wanted to front load tea news first so it doesn't get neglected at the end. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't want you to have I tea mean, anticipation. Don't. D- don't miss so. out on your opportunity to get the the tea no- news from the top tea source while yeah. you while you have the tea lit in the house. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just had the World Tea Expo here in Vegas. That was a big deal. This is like the largest tea show in the world, and it was founded here in Vegas, and it's been here for several years. It went away for a little bit, um, and it's actually going away again next year to Denver. So that's oh, wow. some sad news for the Vegas tea community. Um, but. Uh, you know, Tealet, we're a, we're a software company. We're a software company that provides services to the industry. We're basically an operating platform for uh, the industry uh, when it comes to the entire supply chain. So it ranges all the way to the producers of the product, and uh, we um, follow principles of transparency, and this is transparency to like the seed and the soil. Like We want to be able to ask questions about that and have the that information carry all the way to the final, you know, consumer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, That's yeah, awesome. our, um, our platform right now is a B2B marketplace where tea farmers can list their products and we import them in bulk and then distribute them to tea businesses, mostly small businesses that, you know, care about products and quality. Um, and uh, yeah, so World Tea Expo was here last month and uh, Tea Let had a booth. So that was really exciting. We made a really pimped out tea party space in the middle of this expo we had the the lush carpet that was the one home advantage we had is that yeah. i was able to bring in like five layers of uh of, of padding <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> at an yeah. affordable rate yeah the, these companies that, that do the expos it's oh. ridiculous how much they uh they Market. charge for carpeting or they charge for oh yeah anything yeah even if you're you're Those bringing boots. something in that is too heavy to carry you have to use um Dolly? A dolly. You have to hire the um, the teamsters. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to, yeah. and you have for to for like pay everything, right? For and everything. It's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was like our little hack. We we made really soft carpet, and <laughs> it's like uh, the lotus and the light. You know, yeah. it's like people they they come <laughs> they come forward. Um, but uh, we hosted the after party uh, at our warehouse on uh, Polaris and Desert Inn, which is where we're located over near where Area 15 is popping up. And uh, we had a couple hundred people in total come through, mostly from the expo, but we had some local friends. And of course, um, the party that we hosted there for the after party was the World Tea and Music Festival, which last year when we came into the show, we were were telling you guys about. You guys came to that festival. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, Yeah. right? Yeah, sitting on some rugs, getting that tea high going. (laughs) Yeah, so we, we did that festival again, but you know we, we didn't do too much marketing on it because we wanted to make sure to save room for the expo people, which are you know tea people from all over the world. This is tea producers, tea traders, tea retailers, tea buyers, um, even people that are researching tea. Um, so they come for this expo to, to network with each other, and there's a conference of sorts where there's um, education and whatnot. But um, we think it's really important to host the party like, cause that's, that's where the real juicy stuff happens, you know, where you can let go and really be vulnerable and talk about where you, uh, see the future and what you want to manifest. You know, that's how I run my business. It's kind of cool when oh, you're yeah. an entrepreneur, you can like do whatever the fuck you want, you know? So yeah. 
Not only really that, but like a platform provider. Yeah. It's, you're not just an entrepreneur struggling to do what you can with what platforms are available. You're providing a platform that's a, a base or a foundation for all these other little companies to thrive. Yeah. And then as they thrive, you thrive. Yeah. But you don't um, have to take a cut of what they do besides what they do with the platform. Well, yeah. So it's not like the, it's not pyramid scheming at all. Yeah. Well, and you know, it, it kind of trips people out, you know, and I'm having a lot of those conversations where we're talking business with each other and they're expecting that I'm wanting like a percentage of their business or I'm wanting a cut of what they're doing. And I'm like, not you know like maybe if i'm investing a lot of my time into your project we can talk about consulting but i'm not trying to own what you're doing i'm trying to plug into what you're doing yeah and and that's going to keep us independent and accountable for each other you know for what I sure mean? everyone's motivated that yep 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 so uh this is a concept it's i call really cool model a distributed entrepreneurship yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, have you seen this distributed entrepreneurship model function before this? No. Have you seen it since other things that no. have come together like this? No, and I'm even so it's like... It's a really unique way of putting it together. Yeah. Well, you know why? I'm, I'm, I'm a lady, so that changes things. You know, and a lot of people that have the privilege that I have, you know, of um, investors and of influence... Um, it's mostly, you know, different perspectives. You know, I'm like female hippie. Like, that's a very unique well, also, perspective. Also, you have a huge uh, library of knowledge of food preservation and yeah. history of tea. Like, just your credentials and just your, like, studying, like, straight up, mm -hmm. like, college education and food stuff is impressive enough for this title, even if it wasn't so uh, tea specific too yeah yeah well you know and this is not just about tea what i'm trying to build is the alibaba for the food industry so you know this is nice. actually my first year i'm diversifying into other verticals so uh, ayurvedic no herbs yeah so turmeric ginger tulsi cardamom um cinnamon uh, uh chamomile butterfly pea like all of these like cool little organic products that i find when i go traveling um, gotten to a point of influence on the market side where I can fill a shipping container full of flowers and know mm. the person that's going to want to buy it. So, you know, I really just want to bring this concept of transparency and accountability to how we do all types of business. And I think it's appropriate we start with food because there's a lot of people involved with it and there's a lot of st stuff at stake and we we're going to need a food. Like that's one thing that we yeah. can't like yeah, lose sure. the luxury of, you know, <laughs> I have to say everyone needs food. Amazon started with books and they have kind of gone to everything in a way, but there everything doesn't have the same kind of quality control at all. And mm -hmm. to trust, say if I'm a, a fancy restaurant and I want to have a specific dish that's really unique and it depends on some of these unique herbs that I know I'm not going to get the quality control from some unnamed, rebranded, generic, white label situation on Amazon. Uh, if, with this kind of vetting and this kind of network, it's like a perfect way to, to bring niche foods like a reliable yeah. uh, way. Yeah, well, you know, and I was inspired, like when I was a food scientist and working in the food industry, I was like every year getting a new job into an industry that I was thought would be better, like more food, 
you know, like more food like. Like the industries I was working in, like they felt more like chemicals or they felt more like As man-made talking, I'm gonna move versus the camera. like organic food. And so then uh, I started working for companies that, that make products for like uh, Whole Foods and did their organic certification. Oh yeah, we're gonna make some so matcha interesting. here. interesting, I have to show it. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about this object? <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, a bamboo whisk that's uh, used for whisking the, the matcha here that we'll be drinking. So matcha is powdered green tea from Japan. And uh, it's very specific how you have to make the matcha. This is a ceremonial grade matcha. It has to come from the uh, first flush, which is like the spring harvest. It's the first harvest of the, the season after the cold winter. And uh, so you see the powder. I, I feel used. like the camera's gonna sneeze into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get some green boogers. <laughs> Like if I was as close as the camera is right now, they can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be getting cool getting matcha into your nose. I have a friend that you know thought it would yeah he thought it would be cool, and uh, ended up being very painful. So that's uh, yeah, my well. my TPSA of the uh, the evening is uh, it, o- it always uh, is interesting snort matcha. to me when people <laughs> want to snort things that obviously aren't for that. Like not many things are. so this this thing is made from one single piece of bamboo and it's just like cut into all these like little pieces it's like artisanal and this is this is like a real handcrafted one like you the ones that you see at like the tea shop that you go to Mm -hmm. like there's no way these things cost like 60 bucks they're not cheap how would you guys describe this whisk to audio listeners right now because i see like these tiny bamboo fingers on the outside that come inward Mm -hmm. and then a middle stalk with fingers that go outward and it just generally looks like a jellyfish uh mouth you've seen a jellyfish mouth octopus mouth octopus mouth yeah jellyfish have the central fella and they're like transparent so a lot of times you can see their inner inner fish dissolver pocket Oh. Which is the mouth of the jellyfish? Just like a fish that, like if it was a green pocket. jellyfish. Yeah, and the fish gets stuck in there, and then they just melt. <laughs> <laughs> We've got jellyfish news today, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. There was a jellyfish that is as big as a person, floating around a barrel jelly, and I mainly just want to bring it up to show the pictures. There's not a lot to talk about about it. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> it's just cool. And I think it's always interesting when we find like giant creatures in the ocean. Yeah, the idea of uh, cool animals and cool animal pictures being a part of this show, I feel like has naturally happened. Like, what's what's with the animal news? What are the animals up to? All right, so I got I got the final product here. You guys want to see how lovely this? Uh, it's got a nice froth. Froth. Could I have you do me a favor and yeah. just uh, aim that at the camera real quick? Hi, camera. Let's see. Here's the jellyfish too. You want to see the jellyfish? <laughs> That's a good froth. Yeah. Alrighty. Nice. I showed them both at once, so All we right. can keep trucking efficiently. Okay. Well, you know, we can now <laughs> officially call your listeners matcha connoisseurs because I mean, that's that's all you need to. That's all you need to know about the matcha. Well, no, there's a lot to know about matcha, <laughs> but we say, we need to sit here for some hours. But 
Yeah, that's what I, I mean, it seems very specific and even like how you have to brew it or whisk it. Yeah. Well, too high a temperature and you destroy the antioxidants, right? Because I've heard that. Uh, no, uh, that's, that's, is not, that a myth? that's not really true. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So I can burn that crap. We're <laughs> was it was it something that's been bothering you? I'm worried. Am I doing it too hot? I'm destroying the gladness. No, yeah, you can you can actually make matcha with hot water, and right. it dissolves the powder right. easier. But I was but afraid if it was like too hot a water. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, course, yeah. I, I, I like that baby gonna... mouth hot, like child temp at Starbucks. Right. Well, so that's that's for comfort level. Then okay. and that that's advisable, and that's what I did here. You know, nice. I let the water cool down a bit, um, so that when I do pour it into your cup, which do you have an empty cup? I do. This one's going to be empty in a sec. Because this, right. could you tell me a little bit about the tea, that's, this orange tea that was already in here that I find quite chuggable? This is the monsoon magic, you know? It's monsoon season. Oh, that's yeah, right. I forgot. <laughs> it, it throws down like a monsoon. It's, it's a gulpy one. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious. It tastes really tasty. All these teas. If you guys haven't, like, just delved into the tea world, it's, there's some really, really delicious teas there are and you're if you're in vegas you're very lucky because we have a lot of great tea here and you know some more updates and local tea news uh we just uh got a program started at the writer's block they have a cafe in the writer's block have you been to the new writer's block no the cool bookstore it's on sixth and um sixth and bonneville yeah, really nice Thank building. Baby. They got a cafe doing good espresso and coffees, and they they've got some matcha there, and so does uh, Makers and Finders downtown and nice. up in Centennial Hills. Aware Coffee. Yeah, we're getting oh a Sunrise Coffee. So if you ever visit there, they're having good matcha now too. So slowly, slowly, we're getting people woke and aware of what's what's going on with the good tea. It's lucky because it wasn't always like that. There no, was a time. Uh, this is probably about 10 years ago, maybe 11 or 12. And uh, I was trying to find matcha green tea uh, with the help of someone I was with at the time. And she tracked down um, some hole in the wall place that was like also like a, like an Asian grocery store of sorts. Sweet. And we're asking about the matcha. We're like, do you have that thin green powder, just the super fine green powder matcha tea? And um, it, it felt like a drug deal. Yep. And then the guy <laughs> went in the back and brought out this silver baggie that uh, this was before I had seen like silver food service bags. Like it's kind of common now to seal in like a silver bag uh, for boutique things to keep them really fresh. But this is the first time I saw something sealed that way. And uh, he put it in her hand and it was like $600 or something. And we're wow. like, this can't be a legal substance. There's no way <laughs> that we're dealing with. So we thought we were calling it the wrong thing or something. Yeah. It was years later before it was like a known thing, the matcha. Yeah. Oh, we need to give one of the dogs some matcha. This is a yeah. thing. Yeah, calm, calm the dog down. So yeah, with, yeah. The, with the matcha, you're going to get the caffeine, but you also get L-theanine. L-theanine is an amino acid that uh, causes uh, mental focus and body relaxation, which is why we'll find the conversations getting... Very, uh, <laughs> yeah, smart. Is that elevated. one of the ones that's a precursor to serotonin, like 5-HTP? Because I hear L-theanine and 5-HTP mentioned a lot as going mm. well together. Yeah. So I, especially I, if you're recovering from a hallucinogen, so those of you that have recently tripped, then toss in some L-theanine and some 5-HTP. 5-HTP is a ridiculously expensive supplement, too. So to get L-theanine somewhere else, because it's actually hard to find 
like pills with L-theanine, I don't think it absorbs well. Mm -hmm. I only see it in certain foods, and it's not a lot of them. It's only in Camellia sinensis, which is the plant that is uh, made, uh, tea, tea is made from. So um, it's the only edible source. There is an inedible mushroom that contains theanine, um, but that's it, inedible. Or maybe it is. I don't know. We should try it out. Yeah. Uh, maybe it just has to be prepared, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a tea, right? All right. I'm going into Matcha Town now. Okay. All right, I've I'll moved make... out of Monsoon Land <laughs> <laughs> to Matcha Village. <laughs> yeah. So you might you might uh, feel you know um, an immediate amount of energy, but it's it's calming. And it'll like calm your stomach and make you feel good. And I haven't had any caffeine today. I've had like a normal amount of food, the proper amount of time away. I've like prepared my set and setting for this tree situation. This Good, tea, that was smart. Tea tree situation. Mm. Just kidding, I miss Ben. If I love when I say the wrong word and I just make it seem like it was the word I meant to say. <laughs> like tea and tree, those are pretty interchangeable. Oh my goodness! Say hi to Carrie, everybody. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. No matcha in the nose. He reminds us. Yeah. Thank you. Carrie, <laughs> 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 uh, cohort. Cohort. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Carrie. Yeah, Kaimu and I know him from music circles. Yeah. Uh, he had an awesome uh, show on the local radio station, uh, mm. Future Sound. Oh, Future Sound, yeah. Yeah. He just recently did some uh, cool, relaxy, yet really interesting music that I highly recommend checking out. Check out Carrie Co Cowart. Um, I'm sure through Facebook channel time you can find his sweet tunes. Mm-hmm. And well, why don't we dive into like a piece of news now? Oh, wait, it's actually bill pay time. Okay. It's time to uh, um, wait, pay some bills, some uh, some uh, S. Faulkners. What was the other one? Some S. Preston mm -hmm. Esquires. Some Bob Thorntons. Some Bob Thorntons. We're gonna do all these. <laughs> the S. Preston Esquire. Holler in the chat if you get the rest of that one. <laughs> what I'm saying with that, because that's a cool. Get it, Ken. This is Ken from the All Together's. All Together's. I said it really fast. Anyway, Zip Fizz. I encourage it. See me moving and my feet ain't dragging the floor Feeling pretty good and my head ain't pounding the floor Happens all the time And the only thing saving my life Is a little red and yellow shot called Hangover Joe's Hey folks, this is Ken from the All Together's. We tend to drink a lot at our shows. Actually, we drink a lot everywhere. Hell, I'm drunk right now. Sometimes I get tanked just so I can drink Hangover Joe's. Now, while you should drink responsibly, things do tend to get out of hand from time to time. And that's why you should get Hangover Joe's right now while you're sober. Now, if you excuse me, I got a song to finish so I can go get drunk. Happens all the time. And the only thing saving my life Is a little red and yellow shot called Hangover Joe's A little red and yellow shot called Hangover Joe's 
American Herbal Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. All right, dicks. When I told you to register for the free Aerosmith tickets by clicking on the link for the Radio Vegas Rocks app and then simply register your name and phone number under the VIP tab. To punish you, dicks, I'm going to play Janie's Got a Gun on my hand flute while I explain again how great this contest through Radio Vegas Rocks truly is. This is free airfare, free hotel accommodations, and two VIP tickets on the actual stage. You're on the stage watching Aerosmith play. If one of you dicks win these tickets and you have no one to go with, I'll go with you. I would love to see if an Aerosmith on stage turtle, even if you win. As long as you promise you don't roof in my drink, you don't have sex with my dead corpse, hopefully he doesn't make my, my skin into some sort of apparatus he wears around his face. I'll even stay with you. All you have to do is download the Radio Vegas Rocks app and register under the VIP tab of the app to win. Download the Radio Vegas Rocks app right now. Hello, hello, everybody. This is DJ Fade from Faded and Elevated, and I am so excited to talk to you guys about Deluxe Cleaning Service. Yeah, that's right. Miss Blanca Lopez, she is the cat's meow, y'all. She comes to your house. She comes to your office. She comes wherever you need her to go, and she cleans that sucker up like it's never been cleaned before. Yeah, that's right. She will come absolutely anywhere. Wherever you need her, she's there to keep you clean and the deluxe way. Uh, uh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> it's best when you make celebration sounds as you're unmuting because everyone can hear the fun clickings then. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. What? Okay, welcome back. It's Greasy Conversation, the talk show on RadioVegas.rocks. There's like an extra sound. That's the kettle. Oh, it's just the kettle? Yeah, we got <laughs> the kettle. We got, it's a tea party. Awesome. <laughs> I took the headphones off for a second. I'd hear that it's something literally in the room. Your kettle just sounds totally like a, a, a channel dying on the mixer. Yeah, it does but like sound softly. like that, yeah. It's honestly, it was, I was thinking, you know, it's not that, it's kind of peaceful. I was just going to leave it. Like, this, maybe this mixer broke in a peaceful way. <laughs> it's pleasant. Oh, Ange Kerfoot. She oh. noticed that it's Ken, Ken Osborne on the Hangover Joe's ad, too. Hell yeah. Shout out to her. If you guys don't already know, we just pre-released an album that you can be one of the exclusive people to get on Bandcamp before we put it on Spotify and iTunes. We're staggering it like that, and it's called Into the Whatever. DJ Fade, who you heard uh, from her Faded and Elevated show on the commercial two commercials ago. No, it was the previous commercial. She's been playing some stuff from that album. There's been a whole community thing going on. Join the community at RadioVegas.rocks and talk with your friends about what a cool little group of hangout broadcast situation time we've got for you. Because the shows on this station now are the best they've ever been. Um, I don't want to offend anybody by leaving anyone out, but I have to mention Pulsar has been uh, playing some amazing underground stuff that's at that top tier level that's the kind of music you want to listen to if you're just bored with the music that you think just isn't being made anymore. Pulsar show you where it's being made from all around the world. Um, a great variety of male and female artists, too. It's just a balanced set that he puts together. If you want to find out when that show is on, 
go to RadioVegas.rocks, check out the schedule page. Look out for uh, Freakmaster Shannon, who you think is going to play all these biker jams and then surprises you with some sick soul school and amazing funk also. And a real eclectic, cool, almost like a throwback version of DJ Fade's show, which has some cool electronic and, um, and rock adjacent things as well to the usual rock that we often have on this station. And of course, the rock and comedy show, the flagship, that if you're listening on the station, you probably already know. Uh, Casey Jetson, one of the co-hosts of rock and comedy shows, hollering in the Into Whatever, that album Ange and I made. He's giving it the, the freaking great on, on the chat. Thank you so much. And honestly, there's a lot of cool shows here uh, that I didn't even mention yet. If you check out all the ones that are live, um, you're going to find your flavors right here. And we'll see you there. And anyway, back to tea time, tea and weird animals. But what's the crazy news that you've got next, Greg? Uh, we have a ton of news because um, we have two weeks. There's one particular one I wanted to find just because this. All right. I'm so revved up on the matcha for this. I'm matcha. I know. <laughs> the yeah, the tea's starting to kick in for sure. Uh, so these, I guess this happened in Barcelona, Spain. We all know the that smuggling drugs is a is a you know it's a constant battle with the authorities, and that as soon as the authorities find a way to combat, you know the newest smuggling techniques, the smugglers are always like one upping and and yeah, they always got a new, new trick. To, to smuggle drugs wherever they're going to do that. So in this Barcelona airport, this dude tried to smuggle it under his toupee. And if you can find the picture, it's hilarious because it's just so obvious that he has a big something <laughs> under his toupee. <laughs> oh, no. We're going full screen on this action. Look yeah, at this. It's just, like, it's just so great. And then the picture without the toupee is like... It's just too classic, man. <laughs> Who? Oh my gosh! Who would think that that you wouldn't be questioned about that hair situation? I mean, in all fairness, maybe he just like woke up from a really long coma and was like up to speed on on the drug war, you know? I love that they made him take a picture of the bag of drugs without the toupee on his head, or just this big like jellyfish on his head. That's <laughs> it's like all the shiny. best part to me. They're just like. So silly. Oh, this is great. Just like going through customs. Do you have anything to declare, sir? <laughs> nope. Just adjusting my toupee. When, I was, when I was in the um, the Peace Corps in the Caribbean, uh, I came back to the States for my cousin's wedding, and I wanted to get my hair done really nice for the wedding. So I got all these braids, like 300 braids. And then they put the braids into like an updo and there was just tons of these pins to keep it in and then the next day I go you know to the airport and the, the woman you know letting me through and the metal detector is just going crazy oh, with all no. these pins she just she knew the pain that, that I would have gone through to open my hair so that she could you know let me go through and so yeah she just waved me through and I was thinking wow that's that's pretty incredible but yeah probably wouldn't like happen Nowadays, yeah, so, she'd make me pull it all down, and that'd, yeah. be, that'd be oh my gosh! I, I think I sat for nine hours to get that that job done. Yeah, <laughs> she understood the pain. She knew that it wouldn't have been cool <laughs> to to ask me to to take it down. Yeah, <laughs> Damn. it's not a similar pain when you just like do boxer briefs. 
You just have like baggies of uh, like Molly or something in the in that weird crotch pocket they have. Yeah. There's not the same kind of sympathy with that, I don't think. <laughs> not that I've seen so. that fail. I'm just pro tip. I don't know. <laughs> you guys. Oh, that was worth that sound. Yeah. And this is... If you're going to have a takeaway, we're big on those takeaways. Yes. Those little knowledge pockets to share with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Grandma, you got to get some boxer briefs and a little pocket <laughs> in there. I need you to help me out, Grandma. <laughs> All right, so All right, who's if next? you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you know, I've really been getting fond of my meth news. Oh, yeah, and that's a, a regular segment. And there's a lot of it. I don't <laughs> know. I didn't know there was so much meth, meth news until I dove down this rabbit hole. But this one is a particularly good one. Yeah, so it's in uh, Tennessee. In Tennessee, police warn that flushing drugs down the toilet could create meth gators. So, <laughs> this graphic they got, too, like... <laughs> There's, there's what looks like a year's supply of meth in this bag in front of this gator, and the gator's just, like, sniffing it. <laughs> <laughs> just all tempted. Yeah, and basically it's just an article about, like, the sewer processing and, like, how, you know, it's generally pretty good, but it's not really prepared to, like, <laughs> uh, separate meth from the water. So. Well, isn't, isn't half the ocean on antidepressants now because it just goes through our urine and makes all the whales depressed? Like, all. Makes all the it's in a complacent. lot of like water sources, like lots of drugs, yeah, whether it's like prescription drugs or cocaine or meth, like it's, it's all over in all our water supplies. Like everything we do is just like in the ocean. That's why the frogs, really you can depressing. just pick them up really easy right now because they're just all complacent and they're just like, <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's good enough. I'm not upset. They're just like their usual bipolar hopping around. They're just yeah. like, whatever. Just they pick just shrug now. Whatever. Yeah. Shrugging <laughs> frogs. There's yeah. a sh- frog shrugs epidemic <laughs> no it's like it's like that uh what was that the old uh warner brothers frog that did uh the dancing <laughs> yeah when no one only to that one guy when no one was looking but every other time he just looked like a serial depressed frog just uh yeah they're like that now thanks to humans thanks i mean humans. is there a big problem with flushing meth down toilets and apparently oh. <laughs> only in tennessee though apparently. tennessee is the first to take proactive measures here in Nevada, we're letting all the scorpions and black widows and stuff just get methed out. It's no big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's flushing it? Like, that's what I'm like. People that possess meth, I don't think they want to be really. <laughs> but they could be like get in a really paranoid phase. Yeah. And think that like, you know, anytime there's a knock on the door that it's like the FBI or something, mm. you know, like the helicopters are landing on the roof and. We gotta, we gotta flush them. That's a really bad side effect. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible, <laughs> terrible yeah. drug. No one do it. You don't want to just like think that you're secret. gonna waste a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just generally bad. Don't recommend it. It lends itself into making you want to throw it in the toilet. <laughs> like yeah, right. that, there's always a phase where that's a thing that you do. Yeah, which that's like the only fortunate side effect of it, I think. Yeah. It's weird to have something like hijacked, uh, hijack your want of it so much that a part of you can so want, dis, uh, dislike it and want to get rid of it so much that you'd throw it in the toilet. And yet there'd be another part of you that would be so hijacked to want it to get it to throw it in the toilet in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird uh, oscillation there. Anyway, on that sad note, what's some other weird stuff going on? All right. This <laughs> one, I, as hard as this 
may be to believe this seems to be an almost weekly occurrence that I find one of these articles. This one is a some vlogger in China dies while streaming after eating a gecko and a centipede oh. on the stream. And when police found uh, his body, like the computer was still live streaming. Oh man! Like two days later, it was just left on. All right, so. So who? How bad was his audience that? No one warned him. That well, that no one uh, saw him die on the stream and let the police know. Like, uh, was there really no one watching the stream? Because it huh. seems pretty sensational. You'd think it'd get some views, and that one of those people watching would be like, "Hey, there's nothing happening on the stream anymore. It's getting pretty, pretty slow." Yeah, he's, maybe he's, one of them is not too. eating anything anymore. We should let. Yeah, so just <laughs> PSA, don't, don't... Don't eat exotic things, especially yeah. centipedes are known to be gnarly. Yeah. Centipedes well, aren't, like, a friendly animal. Most, like, aren't really venomous. Some will, like, irritate you if they... I mean, there are some that are, like, really um, highly venomous and would probably kill you, but... They have that reputation, at least. It's really... It's the, it's the lizards, man. Stop eating lizards. Stop licking lizards. Stop <laughs> kissing lizards. <laughs> Stop doing anything with lizards. Everything has salmonella. Yeah. Leave it all alone. Just pretend they're they're literally covered in salmonella. <laughs> all right. They bathe in it. All right. Just stop eating them for Christ's sakes. Roy Thomas, uh, shout out to Roy, has a great uh, overview on what meth does, and he says black, dirty teeth, clean white toilets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the meth status. I always talk about the disorganized thought thing because. That's the the most hilarious and tragic part of it, is that your thoughts get so disorganized that really bad ideas seem like good ideas, and everything in your house seems uh, like you would benefit somehow if you took it apart and didn't put it back together and lost the <laughs> screws. <laughs> Dad, trying to pick up the phone and the, the top half of the phone comes apart <laughs> instead of the handset. Wow. Yeah. Like, right. Where's the belt for the answering machine? Right. These are these are old memories. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's? Because people don't worry about where the where their answering machine anymore. Mm -hmm. But ours like, was so close to work. There's a belt that moves the tape, and you don't want to take the belt out. It's important. It moves the tape around. Then you don't have an answering machine anymore. <laughs> All right. Th that's my childhood trauma for the day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Relatively this minor. Is, this is pretty good. There's there have been quite a few uh, extreme heat warnings in cities that don't usually have that, and there have been more. Uh, there's more like every year. Oh yeah, like New York was why. over 100 degrees and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't know why that could be. It's just must be a coincidence, but you know. Heat. Yeah, but in in Massachusetts, the in Braintree, Massachusetts, the police department uh, sent out a notice. Imploring criminals to hold off on illegal activity until the heat wave was over. I gotta, I gotta read this. You want to do this all the time. You just like tell. Yeah, me, yeah. This is a regular thing to tell criminals. I mean, you usually. gotta, you gotta applaud the effort, right? So it says, folks, due to the extreme heat, we are asking anyone thinking of doing criminal activity to hold off until Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it is straight up hot as soccer balls out there. <laughs> Conducting criminal activity in this extreme heat is next level henchman status and also very dangerous. Stay home, blast the AC, binge Stranger Things season three, play with the face app, practice karate in your basement. We will, we'll, we will all meet again on Monday when it's cooler. 
Sincerely, the Popo. I love how they have this kind of relationship with their criminal scene. Yeah, like, well, like, get, take some time and practice your karate because our officers, we got our karate game strong. Yeah. You criminals, we know your karate game has been weak. So that, put in some effort there. Watch some TV. I love this. He is next level henchman status. <laughs> like what rookie recruit got to make this article and was like, I know what cracks his knuckles. Oh yeah. I got this tweet. You guys <laughs> don't, don't question me. Uh, what do you call the, the old leader guy behind the desk? Chief. The captain. Yeah. All right, captain. Trust me on this. I, I can talk like these, these criminal kids, <laughs> that next level henchman status. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And then there's also a P.S. at the end. Please no spoiler alerts. We're just finishing season two. Referencing Stranger Things. So. Yeah, we got a hardworking police force. We don't have time to finish season two yet. <laughs> man, I want to move to Braintree. This police force is hip. Right. I can take breaks as a criminal. I get, like, days off. <laughs> State sponsored days off, nonetheless. Like... Directed by the local government to take a day off from crime. This wasn't the one I expected to be my favorite one today, but I think it might be. But did you see what I marked as my real favorite one? Yeah, that's did the I... one I'm on next. Oh my gosh, perfect segue time. All right, so I don't know what this dude's deal is, but he just started like buying billboards. And <laughs> on the billboards, it just reads, birds aren't real. Yeah, bird news, you guys, perpetuating my bird news. New bird news. That, yes, all birds that you see... They're all fake. ...are not actually birds. They're robotic drones created by the government to spy on us. And uh, he's been doing this... Yeah, just... I mean, the billboards are crazy. I don't, I don't... Every tweet by a bird is a lie. Birds are lying to them every day. We don't find this humorous, he said. This is a serious issue, and this is something where we're trying to spread awareness of unconsensual surveillance happening on a mass level. Birds are lying to them every day. Because, of course, in the 1950s, when we couldn't even make an electric airplane, we were replacing airplanes, er, birds with drones when we had uh, primitive, easily jammable radio frequencies that overlapped each other regularly. And, like, no method of uh, digital stabilization. Uh, anything that makes drones work, of course... So we could do it for birds in the 50s for sure. And yeah, all the birds totally. Yeah. Now, if you were like uh, one in a thousand birds is a robot. Like when you see a swarm, like a cloud or a murmuration, they call it, of birds. When you see a murmuration and you see one that's just really sloppy and, or, or she's just moving in rectangles, you know, that's that's one of them surveillance birds. Its little eyes are high megapixel cameras. Similar to what's used in the iPhone, manufactured in the Foxconn factory in China. Uh, ten teenagers jumped out the window building the cameras that were in this Foxconn. Uh, anyway, how, how atrocious can I make the use of these robot birds? Okay, I'd buy that. Like, some birds are fake. Some birds... And, and you know, the, there's some clumsy birds out there that might be spying on me, like, this week... But this all birds, that's taking it too far. That's why I'm mad. He's like ruining my some birds are fake uh, conspiracy with this all birds are fake baloney. He's going to make it so all these people get surveilled by robot birds because they don't take it seriously. Because of his hyperbole. 
Anyway. Well, I think it's a it's a fun game. <laughs> I've started playing it. It's like with conspiracy theories. Like, there's always going to be like a one upper, but you just got to take it to like the most absurd level and just cut them out, cut them off at the pass. You know, with like the Earth is fake or Earth flat Earth. Yeah. Thing, space you know, is fake. Like, yeah, space is fake. <laughs> or uh, if like people, you know, talk about like uh, we faked the moon landing. No, I'm like, oh yeah, you, you're one of those people who think the moon's real, huh? <laughs> 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 like acting like there's just not a giant like black curtain around the Earth that like it's just painted on, you know? Yeah. How come sometimes when clouds pass in front of the moon, some of the cloud passes behind the moon? Explain that. How are clouds getting behind the moon? All right. <laughs> That's all a projection. How many billboards has this guy purchased? Not enough. I mean, and where's his money source? Is he like just fundraising one. or? Oh, just one. Okay. I Imagine see. you give your child a trust fund. You work your whole life. <laughs> you work your way up. Because <laughs> this guy's not like seasoned of age. Yeah, this is a, a fellow. Like yeah. He hasn't had that life experience that you and I might have had. <laughs> um, but his parents might have. His parents might have worked really hard and started repairing conveyor belts at the factory until they got to train other employees. Until one day they looked down at the factory floor, their hands crossed behind their back, um, just admiring, uh, forehead against the glass, looking at all these hardworking workers and what they've built. It's a new wing to the factory. Uh, you're getting old, the bones are getting creaky, you might start just kind of calling in to see how the factory is going and this empire you've built. Uh, you've missed a lot of birthdays, you missed a lot of baseball kit, uh, games for this poor boy, knowing that one day, as this factory grew, you'd be able to set him up so he wouldn't have to work and he could do altruistic things. He could be a peacekeeper, he could uh, look out for the government that you've fought your whole life with taxes and weird regulations to build this factory. This young boy could uh, one day stand up against the, the evil things the government does and be revolutionary and help other people grow and build businesses of his own. And, and now he's just uh, out in the backyard videoing birds all the time, always <laughs> on the internet, not setting up any kind of funnel or revenue stream. You just got this uh, bird-obsessed uh, twerp going on. Anyway, that's my vision. That's uh, I'm sorry for his parents. <laughs> oh man, he's gonna be a freedom fighter at all, but it's gonna be a freedom like freedom for oppressed car factory robots or something. He's gonna switch it up and be like, I've studied all these robot birds and stuff, and now I realize that the robots building our cars are slaves. Help me, father! I'm gonna free them. <laughs> he burns down his dad's car. This is a, a, it's a symbol of oppression. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, you guys. All right, should we do our uh Oh, it's time to pay some bills. Yeah. Tal, all right. Everybody, we're going to talk about some things that help radiovegas.rocks keep existing. Mention radiovegas.rocks to these people and we're going to chug some tea. We'll see you in a sec. What is Jesse Ray's Barbecue? Well, it's a tiny, unassuming place with a modest menu of platters, sandwiches, and house-made sauces. Located at 5611 South Valley View by the smell alone, you're going to know you're in the right place. Come try the award-winning slow-smoked ribs, chicken, pulled pork, hot links, and brisket. The sauce is also something to talk about, as you will want to eat it with every bite. Here's a tip. Their sauces 
are available for purchase. When people ask you how do you like Jesse Ray's barbecue, you'll say like most people I know, I don't like it, I love it. Jesse Ray's barbecue is 100% legit. Stop on by for a meal that will satisfy your barbecue-loving lips. Mention RadioVegas.rocks for 10% off your order. Jesse Ray's, located at 5611 South Valley View on the corner of Valley View and Russell. Come in, take a bite, find out why they're so award-winning. Hey, Las Vegas. Are you tired of the grind of the busy Las Vegas trip and lifestyle? Do you feel like you need to get away to an island retreat without ever really leaving town? The Golden Tiki Bar. It's located at 3939 Spring Mountain Road. You can rumble in the sand of what it seems like a lost hideaway with hot Treasure Island girls, amazing drinks, tiki gods who will be smiling down upon you. The Golden Tiki offers a multitude of experiences. It's open 24 hours a day. It's located right in the heart of Chinatown. It's 3939 Spring Mountain Road. It's the Golden Tiki Bar. Dude wipe. True. A guy one time he pulled his pants down and bent over and spread his cheeks. What what did the five minutes look like before that? Like how did he how did he just lead up to that? He was proposing. I was sitting there talking to his mother. Dude wipe. <laughs> oh wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. And he what? did it in front of me and his mother. And his mother? It's just crazy. Oh. Yeah. Dude wipe. Crying because his butthole was so big. That's another story. Oh my god. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa, no, wait, wait. wait a minute. You can't, you can't leave that hanging out there. He's got a big butthole, but we'll talk about it later. Right back to you, Jay. Yeah. Dude wipes. Was it clean at least? No. I think that's why it looked big. It was brown, full of junk. Oh, not even, not even manscaped. He just got shit flexed. Are you saying what he needed was some? Like, I, I don't know. Are I you was, saying what he needed was some? He was a teenager, and I'm. I told her. I said. I, I said. I don't think his butthole's that big. I think it was just crap. She started crying. You see, they see some dude wipes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Proud definitely. Sponsor. Get, get the address. Yeah. Ship him out a case of dude wipes. Y'all, I'm so sorry. I always send the stories in the wrong direction. No, they're, they're, no. They're, they're, it's quite all right. What other direction? Could you send it? Right. Uh, I'm intrigued. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Dude wipes. Some guy bent over and showed me his dirty funnel. Yeah. Someone's got a mic drop. Uh, someone's got a sound drop now. Dude wipes. Dude wipes. Dude exactly. Wipes. <laughs> That's their new commercial. <laughs> I'm gonna cut it tomorrow. Make sure it happens. Yeah, you got to. I got a new. I got a new dude wipes commercial for you. Ah. Yeah, let me hear it. Dude wipes. The guy bent over and showed me his dirty butthole. Dude wipes. <laughs> Dude wipes. The guy got naked in the rock comedy show. Oh, Dude, Dude wipes. My mind's eyes. Yeah. I keep trying to remember. I don't want to. Hey everyone, it's your buddy Crazy Jay back again to tell you about Angel Wax. We've been telling you about it for a while now. This product is absolutely amazing. Our boy Tommy Davis, the man behind Angel Wax, he has been working hard for you. He has been on tour, he has been traveling, he's done car shows, he's done conventions. He is spreading the gospel of Angel Wax and it's working. A lot of people are getting into it, they love it. Those car enthusiasts that are spending their weekends detailing it like crazy, love it. If you want to outshine the rest of the cars on the road, the best way to do that is by getting some angel wax let tommy davis know that radio vegas.rocks sent you to him to try this amazing product angel wax get in on it today
Oh, heck, I got all tea talking. So wait, <laughs> um, let's move the camera back to us. And welcome back. It's Greasy Conversation. Welcome to the chat, RJ Russell. You too can chat with us as well on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. And we're here with T-Lit and Elise and Kaimu. And I was talking about white tea and my misconceptions about it. Because there's a lot of white teas marketed as like a kind of green tea, kind of. Yeah, well, there can be. There can be like hybrids. There's some growers that we work with that produce what has the aesthetic of a white tea, meaning it's uh, lightly processed. So that's mm. white tea. White tea is literally like when you harvest off the bush and then dry it from there. But Oh, so it's more of a process than a breed? Yes, yes. It's oh! definitely a process. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's part of my confusion right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the white, the green, the oolong, the black, those are the main processes. And the, the difference between that is white has no oxidation no processing to it it's just dried as is the green has some type of enzyme killing step that locks in the green color and then mm. oolong and black are oxidized and that's the same oxidation process that happens when you cut an apple or an avocado and it starts yeah. to brown oh so yeah it's a polyphenol oxidase is the main enzyme that causes that reaction it changes the chemical structure um you know of of the leaf and also its flavors its aromas so like the 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 higher degree of oxidation which is more closer to a black tea the more malty it will be the more deep sweetness it'll have to it while uh, green tea will have like that grassy flavor like because you locked in the green and then white tea um is like fresh and flowery which do you think preserves the most uh beneficial stuff the goodness that's a relative question you know really? I, I, yeah i so can't can tell you depend it what changes. you're looking for yeah, out of, and, exactly. and which breed deals with which process better yeah so that's 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 for the tea master for the tea maker the guy that's nice. like taking the green leaf and turning it into the loose leaf tea that we'll put into the the teapot that is his job to understand which cultivars he's working with and understand the overall terroir, which is the term that we use. It's uh, used in wine. It just means like the environment. So the soil type, the elevation, the weather, the climate, uh, the time in the season that the leaf has been harvested is going to yield a different type of leaf. And then you have to process to best accentuate that. So white teas and green teas tend to come on the earlier flushes, while oolong and black teas come from the later, more mature harvests. And uh, caffeine level, if you want a little more tidbit information about tea and caffeine, um, higher caffeine is coming from earlier in the season and has less processing on it. It's same thing with mm. coffee. Like when you roast coffee beans, higher roast coffee has less caffeine because caffeine has a very low boiling point, actually. And so it will oh, evaporate. Independent dog. Yeah, dog. take care of the dog. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the caffeine will evaporate at a low temp. So any application of heat or processing will cause um, caffeine to escape from the leaf. So um, if you if you look at those two um, determine um, those two factors in caffeine, uh, then that would mean that white officially has. Oh, hey dog! White tea has the most caffeine, followed by green tea, followed by mm. oolong tea, followed by black tea. I always had it backwards. I always for some well, because uh, Tivana, which was like one of our main educators of tea up until you know just a few years ago, that was what they um, they said. I think that's right because I, I got I don't know where I got it from, but I had a little card that like laid out all the different like types of teas, and then the caffeine content and what type of uh, gaiwan you should use to mm -hmm. brew it and all that stuff. And it yeah, it had like the darker teas and 
like black tea and oolong was higher in caffeine content. So yeah, it's very oh, possible that the tea up. is higher in chi, and chi is very different than caffeine. It can be perceived as energy. I mean, it is energy. Chi means energy in Chinese, but um, you, the tea can have a high chi, but then also a low, you know, energy like caffeine. Um, and that that chi is more of like a body uplifting, mind uplifting. Does that come from a certain chemical or is it more like a psychosomatic reaction to this? I believe is minerals. I think this is about minerals, Um, you know, and so the the teas that have the higher level of chi uh, is more associated with how the plant's roots are. So when you grow a plant from a seed, it will grow a single taproot that goes down. And for tea trees, that taproot ends up being as tall as the tree is, is as tall as the taproot. So oh, some wow. of these old trees, they have very, very deep roots. Like I, I've climbed trees that are like 80 feet tall. Whoa. Like, and so that means the roots are at least that much, you know, because if wow. you ever pruned the tree, it's, it, you know, the roots are still growing, but the tree is still shorter, <laughs> you know, and the pruning happens to keep the harvest, you know, more efficient. So the roots go very deep into the earth where um, it's closer to the core of the earth. Energy mm. content is higher. Mineral content is higher. And you even taste it too. So like puer tea, mm-hmm. that's like the um, most puer tea is grown from seed. So it has that minerally chi to it. That's, um, I believe, coming from the earth. It's, you know, very um, interesting how, how tea is such a strong receptor of, of everything, even aromas. So you you put your tea into the fridge with a lot of other things in there. It, it'll like soak up all the aromas of everything. Oh, really? oh, wow. So same thing, you know, like the roots, I think, really absorb all those um, those minerals and nutrients. And, and it does come out in the tea and affect um, really the mm. physiological effect your body has when when you consume it. It really is a medicine. So that's that's peanut. Peanut has some Jack Russell in her. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of dogs like that talk quote unquote which means they growl sometimes when they're not actually trying to be defensive just to like make a noise so she wasn't going to nip you or anything but she like does like growl when you touch her even if you're like a friend that picks her up yeah like she was doing that to me picking her up and petting her and stuff she's like well i'm so i'm so used to bitcoin my dog better safe than sorry though if a dog's (laughs) because my dog will bite someone when he's growling at them (laughs) yeah and honestly in my opinion like jack russell's it's hard to tell sometimes how much they like you or not and they're going to do what they're going to do so better safe than sorry but peanuts a vetted sweetheart and jay just like ran off for, for a second probably down the road to grab something from the store and and uh, something about Peanut, if you don't, like, discuss it with her first, then she's just like, oh, yeah, uh, she'll howl in outrage that she wasn't informed of the schedule <laughs> change or whatever. <laughs> so I had to grab her. But thanks for your patience, radio listeners. I just put a dog in my lap a second. And honestly, in my opinion, um, I'll take an extra howl or two in my show to have uh, an extra living entity that could suddenly be dragged in as a lap guest or something. I don't know. There's something charming about uh the random things a dog does to a house. <laughs> uh, I, my place is too small, so it's just cat time now. So I've just got this uh, little furry person that frowns at me. <laughs> I got one of those frowny cats, like got resting bitch face, but with a cat. Oh no! <laughs> it's really funny. Like angry cat. Like it's like grumpy cat. Yeah. Grumpy cat. Yeah, that's. Um, wow. <laughs> it's funny though. It's funny to watching something, enjoy you petting its head, while also like looking like. Uh, like grumpy mixed with enjoyment. I don't know. Um, it's it's funny to me. Grumpy enjoyment amuses me. <laughs> well, for what you can take from that, yeah, folks. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin does the mean mugging all the time. He's got like an underbite and his lip sometimes will get <laughs> oh, caught yeah, under his teeth. Yeah. And, it, you know, he's totally happy in a great mood, but he's. Yeah, their dog is named Bitcoin. Yeah. And he's a fun fella, too. <laughs> It cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, Bitcoin. Hey, how about Bitcoin? <laughs> Speaking of, are you guys are you guys invested? Are you guys Oh no, let's look because I've got some sitting and I haven't checked on it in forever. I have never uh, I've I've wanted to several times, but shout I out was, to Spacey was, Blur, who's a cool musician that you could look up, but he was hollering at me. Or he would no, he not at me personally. <laughs> he posted on Facebook about trading some Bitcoin. Right, right. And I was talking about some indicators and stuff. I don't trade it, I just hoard hodl it. You guys heard about hodling? So it's just uh, someone misspelled holding on this <laughs> article they wrote about holding Bitcoin. So yeah, now they call some, it like Bitcoin form, I think. Hodling all the and time. And it just became like hodl. Anytime someone was like, Bitcoin's going to crash. Look. Hodl, like, hodl nope, for dear hodl. life. Hodl for, yeah, like, hodl like, for. I can't see the Pokemon instead of saying squirrel, like hodl, hodl. <laughs> okay. Where's it at? Where are we at? So for the people that have been following throughout the seasons of my Bitcoin account, it started as $10 that someone gave me a while ago just because I didn't have any Bitcoin. They're like, oh, that's the future. Have some. I'll send you some. Um, make a Coinbase account real quick. So I had $10 and I had like 300 during the boom that was, what was this, about a year ago? I think it was like two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. The, there was a big boom where it almost hit 20,000 um, yeah. in December that just passed. Yeah. So I was chilling around 300 and so then as it was going down, I decided to split some of it into like like a, a couple of ethereums mm -hmm. some i got some xrp from coinbase i think just gave me it the bitcoin cash I ended up with some of that when the split happened i wanted to get a little bit of litecoin just because it's cheap and why not and then somehow i have stellar lumens and i don't know what stellar lumens are if you know you can holler in the chat but i think that's <laughs> something else coinbase just gave me promotionally or whatever just like all the the cryptocurrency Coin yeah like coinbase is weird because they're like, they're that too big to fail, likely going to fail kind of bank situation. Because mm -hmm. like storing stuff in Coinbase, it's, it, it, it takes away a lot of the advantages of having Bitcoin. And then, okay, now there's a corporation that can fail and I could lose <laughs> like any bank. It's basically a bank, well, but that, they're a leader at least. Didn't that happen with some, like there was a... Mt. Gox? Yeah. Mount yes. Gox, yeah, the one in of. Japan, yeah. Yeah. That's a huge one that... I, I even like considered when I looked at getting a Coinbase account. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm at two fifty three now. Don't think I'm some two hundred and fifty three dollar heir because I'm I'm hodling. That's not <laughs> money that's that's liquid. But anyway, I'm back up to close to the boom pocket. I, I just think that that's like a fun amount of money to be play to have yeah. this play time. Because yeah. like shit could get really crazy and I could pull that out, but. In the meantime, that feels like an okay amount to have sitting in a flower pot in the corner of the house, basically. TLED is actually one of the first Bitcoin merchants in the world. We were part of that, you know, early um, trend of businesses finding oh, application well. for Bitcoin. So this was uh, 2013 and made a lot of friends within the Bitcoin industry, early miners, a lot of these like kind of digital billionaires. Uh, and one of them uh, who is now, um, you know, a mentor of the company and, you know, someone that I look to for advice, wanted to become an angel investor. And he had all these goals of like when Bitcoin would hit different reach uh, uh, prices that he'd buy, he'd acquire different things, the different vehicles or a mansion or you know, he <laughs> bought these things with Bitcoin. And he ended up buying a convertible note with uh, with his Bitcoin 
um, for $50,000. So that's like a common like angel investor uh, investment. A convertible what? A convertible note. So that's like, uh, it's kind of like a, a new way of startups taking money. Yeah. I thought this was a vehicle because you were talking about how as he oh. did better and did he might okay, buy yes, different things he got a convert he I did he literally got a convertible no he did uh, well, a nissan no, he versa bought it with note Bitcoin. oh, oh <laughs> have yeah. you seen the nissan versa <laughs> yeah. note the hatchback it's yeah, like a cool. hatchback of the cheapest car you can probably <laughs> buy by a brand you've heard of i thought he found a convertible one it's like <laughs> that's so ambitious that's a whole <laughs> <laughs> wow, a convertible Nissan. I'm always making yeah. fun of no, Nissan Versus too as a random car. No, he car bought he too. bought that car that that's my name. It's like a Lotus or something like that. Oh, it's Elise, called, the Lotus Elise. Yeah, I'm familiar. Oh, wow. Yeah, he bought that car when Bitcoin hit nice. like two hundred dollars or something. Um, so you can only imagine what he bought when Bitcoin hit twenty thousand. But by that point, you know he's been dealing with um, all of the accounting difficulties of uh, buying things and doing things with Bitcoin, but. He gave us a $50,000 investment when Bitcoin was worth $175. Oh. <laughs> and man. the Bitcoin came in and uh, through the advice of my CPA, which I'm grateful I've taken that advice and, you know, it's a, it's a part of our Bitcoin story, is that I converted all of that to U.S. dollar to make all the paperwork very clean and easy to deal with. So, But if you had left it as Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, for people not in the know, Bitcoin's worth a lot more individually. For yeah. per coin now, yeah, it's like ten thousand, a little over ten thousand. It, it hit like thirteen thousand last week. I mean, this is how volatile it is. It's going up and down, but it, it is. You avoided risk though, as yeah, a savvy yeah, business avoid... person. You actually did the safer, more uh, advised thing. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the kind of person I am. But it's also a cool part of our story, you know, because yeah, a lot sure. of people that are part of Bitcoin community, they've been a part of these kind of like one-off, uh, you know, early chance opportunities, and you know, there's there's validity to that, and there's value to that. But what I'm trying to represent within the whole cryptocurrency story is that the value of this technology and these concepts is not solely in some kind of financial gain you're going to get and and the perceived value of the currency overall, but the actual activity of it. So like 100% of our payments to the farmers that we work with that are in China and Japan and India and Nepal and Malawi, Africa, like we are able to send them the payments for their tea, which can be thousands of dollars. And when we do an international wire through PayPal or through the bank, the you're fees talking are insane. like 10 yeah. to 12% cut off the top for the convenience of moving money around the world. Um, but with Bitcoin, you know, we can move the money into the other country uh, using a resource that will exchange things and just wire it right away. So the, the transactions are so instantaneous, there's not like a gain or loss. It's not like we're trying to find arbitrage. Of course, the bank I'm working with, they may be doing it, but I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to safely and affordably move money around uh, to people that are already disadvantaged. You know, mm-hmm. they're already working on small enough margins. So, like, why let something else that, you know, is consuming so much of the power in this world, you know, take their cut from the good work we're doing? So, right. yeah. Yeah, for the convenience of, like, transferring digital yeah, information just, around. Because yeah, all, all the money in the currency is right now is yeah, just it's data. Mostly it's digital. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, so that's all it is. That's all money is. I mean, what is money for us? Like, is a paper, is a piece of paper with something printed on it. Like, what value is that? No, it's just like a perceived value. So we can bring that to the digital age, you know, and that's how, you know, blockchains and 
cryptocurrencies are going to help us like you know the the really only applications for blockchains is applications where they're transactions of trust which you know if we're trying to say this thing is worth this value you need to validate the that we trust the value at that time of of that transaction um you know and so that's really the only application now that's that's there but you know i look forward to seeing what what comes up still very early days you it's know? exciting what a workforce it makes in uh, nations and areas of the world that struggle to find work and, and gainful employment you can help people make entrepreneurship in places that aren't already known for because mm-hmm. america has such an entrepreneurship culture and there's a lot of advantages that we don't realize we have in making a business uh that just aren't available in a lot of other places in the world without something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm excited. I've got an idea and you know, I'm, I share this idea freely because I know that I don't want to build it, but if I have to build it, I will. And then when the time comes, <laughs> someone sounds else like Elon, it. it sounds like Elon talking about the hyperloop. Oh really? He's like, <laughs> that's a great idea. I'll even sponsor a competition and oh, no, I'm bored with it. I'm just going to make my own company. You guys aren't doing it quick enough. <laughs> and then the boring company <laughs> happened. <laughs> but what's this idea? Yeah, so it's um, it's like uh, using blockchain uh, to tackle microfinancing, you know. So in the network that I've built, there are legitimate like businesses, small businesses, small scale businesses working with each other. And we have historical market data of orders and production and the business that's happened between those two parties. But, you know, maybe the farmer needs to um, invest in installing an irrigation system. You know, and so right now they go to a bank and get a microfinance loan from Grameen Bank or, you know, even local banks will provide these small, like five to $10,000 loans to do small projects. But then the interest rate is at least 20%, which is like ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like the poorest people get charged the highest percentages. You know, oh, every most, time. Yeah. Payday loans are another version of yeah, that. Yeah, it's like that. And it shouldn't be like that. I mean, payday loans is like... We could go on and on on that. But like we're talking about like hardworking entrepreneurs that are doing good work and are guaranteed to do good work and like are like Mm. using this money for good and to, you know, bring more value to the world. And then you're going to charge them such a high rate. And there's a reason why, like it's a smart reason because they're very high risk loans. You know, you're giving money to an entrepreneur that maybe doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't have like the guidance or the, um, uh, leadership to kind of like help them and that's what my business has been doing you know and so this is like very targeted um form like so the loan has like risk. training wheels to it yeah it has, You're not, they yeah. don't have the loan without also the support to actually make the money with the loan yeah yeah and so then the money for these loans is not going to come from a bank like a financial institution in that way it can come from uh, cryptocurrency investors and um, a farmer, when they apply for that loan, is essentially creating their own white paper for cryptocurrency that they're going to create. So, um, you know, there's going to be thousands upon thousands of different cryptocurrencies that are all just going to be like localized to a certain pr- project. You put money into something to create value in this like economy right here. So they launch the coin. The coin has like this value today. And the farmer is going to use all that money to invest in the uh, infrastructure and then seven months later having the harvest ready for market and by the time the the seeds have been planted and every com- comes comes out like that money he originally got ha- is worth more you know and so those investors oh, can nice. you know so the leverage that yeah and so either the investor can sell their share and like make their return on what they or they can invest in a next loan like pass on their earnings and 
the the buyers the investors of these loans could be the businesses that are buying so they're essentially like prepaying you know and then whenever the harvest happens the farmer can pay them back with product itself yeah that's oh, great nice. that's yeah. a way like more logical structure if there's the trust involved and yeah that's yeah. killer yeah so, you know, I may have to build it. I don't really want to. Like, I think that this is like a platform that could be built by someone completely autonomous to me that I could plug into and they mm. could get their value. Like, that's what I believe in. Like, well, I think the, we the should right investor could put work in their own percentage and take on the risk mm -hmm. over that time and could be really into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're doing good. You know, you're, you're uh, investing smart and it can return legitimate returns. You know. well, I mean, for sure, look at China and how much uh, China has been given free breaks on copyright infringement and had all uh, manufacturing outsourced to them. And now they're an industrial first world leader dealing with all these first world problems they don't even know how to deal with yet. Mm -hmm. um, a leader in solar and green energy while also being a leader in pollution at the yeah. same time. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's fast progress uh, for better or for worse can happen with that kind of support and teamwork and trust and people working with them from other countries. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think we're, we're in for some good progress to happen. It's like younger, the younger people. And, you know, it's not even like the millennials anymore, you know, like mm. the youngest millennials, like what, 26, 27 now. <laughs> like it's like the 22 year olds, 18 year olds go talk to them. Like they are like super mindful and like really careful about what they eat and like, you know, create like really, kind of entitled to that they um they deserve to you know be able to support good products and um you know a good future so it's weird how gen x is kind of like floating and then there's gen y which is supposedly like us but it's like this forgotten generation that's not talked about and all the talk is about the millennials or the boomers, as if there isn't like 30 years of people <laughs> in between that. <laughs> They're just like uh, barely only now starting to get Gen Xers in government. Um, and they're like, Gen Xer has to be in their 40s now. Mm -hmm. If we're like uh, late 30s and Gen Y, I know I'm 36 and not considered a Gen Xer. I'm like uh, on the younger cusp of that. But barely considered a millennial by like one year graduating in 2001 so it's just this weird uh group of people that are really underrepresented and almost like uh wallflower in it mm -hmm. it's like this wallflower generation it's like okay these kids are going to figure out stuff that we didn't figure out all the way and these old people are going to die out in the meantime i'm just going to cross my arms and see what happens well, I, think, I feel like gen x and y are a lot right now well i think too it's just part of the the media it's like all people that are younger than this age are millennials and mm. they're the reason why like all these businesses who haven't just changed their business plans are failing <laughs> and then like everyone older is just a boomer and they're the reason like everything sucks and like it's just like a to me it's like a forced generational conflict almost maybe this always happens like, and maybe I'm sure the, it does, yeah. the, the people that are really truly like a middle age effective age because now like People in their 50s are kind of middle age as far as lifespan, but the classic middle age as far as like when you're putting your head down and working and you're not as involved with the world as much is, is like a silent majority situation, maybe cyclically. And maybe that's taken advantage of because I know there's a lot of uh, taken advantage of underrepresented groups that lead to some of the officials we have in office that we're less happy with now. <laughs> <laughs> to be like super vague about it right is it 
Is it already almost uh Yep, we got Bob one Thornton more. time? We got one more run. Let's like knock out a Bob Thornton and then news chow again. Yeah. Are you tired of Mexican places that use store-bought salsa on their food? Then you need to come on down to Pinch's Tacos. Not only is everything delicious, but it's fresh. There is steam coming up off the tortillas. And with a full bar, you can make a Cinco de Mayo any time of the year. Make sure you order one of their blood orange margaritas and mention Radio Vegas and get a free gringo taco. Gringo taco. That's right, a free gringo taco. So come on down to Pinch's Tacos where there's no wall between you and authentic Mexican flavor. Gringo taco offer only good at 9205 West Russell Road. Are you looking for that afternoon pick-me-up? Well, there's the energy drink way, but you're not a fan of all the sugar or the hard crash. Well, then you need Zip Fizz All Natural Energy. That's right. Add it to your bottle of water, and soon you'll be replenished with four to six hours of all natural energy. Zip Fizz Energy. No sudden crash, 10 calorie. Low carb, vitamin B. The healthy energy mix. Zip Fizz. Zip Fizz. Zipfizz.com. It's back. The triumphant return of the Zoe Bowie Karaoke Contest. Brought to you by ZipFizz All Natural Energy. With a grand prize of singing your favorite song on stage live with Zoe Bowie and his band. It's the Zoe Bowie Karaoke Contest. For more details, listen to the Rockin' Comedy Show. Or visit rockingcomedyshow.com. And keep it right here on the station that sings with Zoe Bowie. Rocks. At Albo Pizza, our mission is to bring a menu of savory Italian classics and tasty American fare to the city of Las Vegas. Combining a classic menu of Italian favorites and American fare, Albo Pizza was designed with a variety of palates in mind. United by fresh ingredients prepared daily, all our recipes are homemade, hand-tossed, and hard to resist. Explore their popular pizza offerings or branch out with our burgers and chicken wings. Whichever way you go, their menu is prepared to please. Located at 1510 South Las Vegas Boulevard next to Dino's. Visit them online at www.albopizzalv.com or find them on Facebook. For delivery, call 702-333-2526. Yeah, we're, hey guys, we're just talking about how uh, single-use plastic's kind of a bummer, but... If we can support it being made out of petroleum less and made out of things like hemp or soy, did you know that a lot of these plastic water bottles that we use are actually grown in soy fields? And you can't even tell the difference between that and other clear plastics. Um, But the majority of our plastics is still petroleum-based. And DuPont's grimy fist on the cannabis industry... Anyway, you guys know the history of that baloney. Yeah, I was listening to something on NPR the other day that was kind of making the uh, the devil's advocate argument on this that some of these alternatives that we're finding, we're not like really even researching the future impacts that they can have. Like so the plant-based plastics could be more detrimental to like air pollution. And yeah. Stuff so what happens? Is the, and I know the direct thing on that, and because this is from the biofuel movement that happened, you know, a decade ago or over a decade ago, it really affected the commodity prices of corn hmm. because hmm. the industry was being developed for that demand because that demand was in high, you know, high profit demand. <laughs> And so, you know, and I saw this happen while I was in the Peace Corps in Africa. And so there, you know, like you go to the market and buy a bowl of corn to take home to make your dinner with, like that price had more than doubled. Oh, and wow. for, you know, a community of people that's like, 
you know, 20% of their income goes towards food or 30% of their income goes towards food, that like really affects them, you know? And so there's, there's these things, you know, you think, oh, this is a solution. We should just pursue it. Um, you know, and so the thing with the single use plastic is they say, well, we should use glass. It's like, okay, oh not only God. is that more expensive, but Ugh. then there's a bigger carbon footprint because there's more weight to transport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate glass and you cut your feet all the time. All the I, time. I, I have a, f- a floor in my house that's not carpet and we've had to cyclically ban glass. Uh, we tried to keep banning glass and we could, like forget and more glass sneaks in. Then we get more foot injuries and we're like, we're banning glass again. And <laughs> I hate glass. All the weed so. comes in glass jars now, and like, come on, just I'll I'll keep I'll give you the container. Just put the flowers in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm tired of glass. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great if we could use reusable packaging, you know, at the um, places that we we buy our consumables. But you know, the FDA won't let that you know go down. So it's a it's a bit of a conflict that we have with like so much regulation and, and support from the government to keep our food supply safe. You know, there's also a lot of things hindering. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big thing hindering my industry right now. The FDA just passed something called the Food Safety Modernization Act, and it is the uh, most rigorous regulation to be passed by the FDA in 70 years. And the original one was when uh, after Upton St. Clair's book came out. You know, did you read The Jungle about the meat processing plants in Chicago? No. It's really I've famous. heard about it. I couldn't it's read f- it. I was going <laughs> to freak out. Well, that book triggered FDA to For make sure. all of like the food safety regulations that we have now. So we had a new and set we had a new that thing, level? And it's that level um, that's now trying to police foreign suppliers, which affects my business because I'm importing food. Um, and so what basically it's requiring that at point of import, there has to be a certificate in the shipment that verifies that the source of that food, it has been audited by a third party contracted by the USDA or by the FDA uh, to have the same food safety standard that we have here. Now, currently here, if you own a food factory like anybody, um, you know, only a, a small percentage of those places get inspected because yeah. the FDA just doesn't have the bandwidth for that. So it's actually going to be harder for a foreign supplier yes. to like maintain compliance because 100% of them have to be inspected every year and they have to pay for it. They have to pay for an auditor to come in, not from the FDA. They're a FDA licensed auditor to come in and inspect you to say, okay, yeah, you're following all the rules, which these rules are like very rigorous, like stainless steel and everything. And wow. like, you know, in China, the they don't even understand why you'd want to, you know, do something like that. So, you know, it's really a threat on like artisanal craft, small scale food production. And when you read these regulations, it's like, you can see people from craft and mm-hmm. Nestle behind, like thinking, okay, how can we write these rules to make it easy for us to remain compliant, but also get rid yeah. of the competition. You Nestle know? is known for that too. Mm-hmm. Nestle's trail of blood runs thick. If you want to look up some uh, Nestle lore, and uh, from controversies with uh, baby formula addictions to, to uh, mothers that couldn't make milk anymore once they couldn't afford formula that they were reared on in third world countries that have led to mass infant deaths in places Nestle has touched to um, uh, other, other things. I forget the other Nestle controversy was like on that level of like actual deaths behind Nestle. Yeah. <laughs> it's gnarly. Yeah. Well, and I know one, one big thing is like in the transparency of the supply chain, that's, that's one big controversy is that, you know, Nestle's 
has to buy such large quantities and there's not a lot of transparency about the, the condition of where these are coming from. And now there's exposés in West Africa where they're showing, you know, like the real condition, you know, there's that viral video of like the guy eating chocolate for the first time, like chocolate farmer, cacao farmer, he's never actually eaten a chocolate bar, you know, like oh, wow. the, that type of sensational, um, you know, and uh, the state of California actually has this really incredible law called um, transparency reporting. If you are a retail brand that is doing business in California and you do at least a million dollars a year in revenue around the world, uh, which is most companies, that's not a lot of money. So that's most companies. Um, you have to have a transparency report a accessible from the front page of your website that um, you know verifies that there's no human trafficking or uh, slave trade you know involved in the, your so your supply chain. Wow. So yeah, any and now if you go to any company, you'll find this now. It's like it has to be accessible from the front page. You're like, what is this transparency report? You click it, and it's usually like this like very short like one paragraph letter from the CEO of the company signing off. Yeah, we we verify that our, <laughs> none of our supply chain. That's all. Has, this. Yeah. That's all it is you know and it's like it's like such a cool regulation that could do a lot of good for the world you know but is, it's completely castrated yeah i mean if mm. nestle was really transparent about everything i mean there'd be a lot of yeah you know there'd be a lot of sad stories there you know so what my company is trying to do is like establish that standard of transparency so we're like radically transparent and collecting all of the information and sharing it with all of our buyers to let them know hey let's not trust certifications let's not trust you know these buzzwords like let's yeah. trust the information itself yeah you can't always trust the certifier but this idea of radical trans uh transparency because just it just could revolutionize a lot of business stuff mm -hmm. it just really should be the way to lean towards for trust from the consumer and it's going to make the businesses that don't look bad inevitably if yeah. people insist on this and you know what businesses follow like we can change business thought faster than we can change like political thought and political thought is actually controlled by business thought so like, yeah that's for sure why I'm especially focused. in this country <laughs> that's why i'm yeah. focused on business like i don't want to be a politician but i do want to see the world get better but like i'd rather do it through business and what businesses follow is the consumer you mm. know and it's true like what your buying dollars go through and it's not just your buying dollars but it's also your voice like interact with the brands that you're you're buying from and like don't be shy to ask for it. You know, even if they tell you, no, I can't do that. It's not possible. Just keep asking for it. And we asked kicker for more headphones for this studio. Yeah. Could you hold up yours real quick? Cause yeah. you're wearing the new type. Oh, wow. See, these are the kicker Tabor headphones that we originally got from them. And they're, uh, a couple different types of really durable plastic, but there's like this cold metal situation. I mean, cold metal in the cool way that you can feel like they, they made this part out of some kind of die cast. Mm -hmm. um, and this, I don't remember the model name on these, but it's a newer model of kicker headphones that they provided this room with. And they're pretty rad. Um, you can check them out on kicker's website, but that's the thing. They've been really easy to communicate with as a company. Mm -hmm. And we could have picked a lot of different headphone companies and we had a headphone sponsor before, but kicker's willingness to like communicate with us and, and be, um, I guess that's back to that word transparent. Mm -hmm. We've we've talked with them. They've talked with us. They're like they feel like people that we've like met, and uh, there's that trust level, and they didn't disappear uh, as we kept a relationship with them. 
and the we haven't needed to talk to them about much because their headphones didn't break half as much as the last headphone sponsor just saying <laughs> which i can talk trash on them because they don't exist anymore so it's really cool teaming with um a brand like them that uh, has that willingness to like talk with the consumer talk uh, be a real advertising partner Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a big boom of that with influencers and, and content creators now, not just getting sponsors or advertisers, but uh, a lot of these companies even phrase it differently as uh, partnerships. And that's so much more honest uh, all the way down to the consumer than it's, it's hard. It's more transparent when the entertainer is being sle- it's like dealing with a sleazy sponsor if everything's more transparent to begin with with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and businesses are more uh, willing to like solve problems with customers than you'd think because they don't want like they don't want no bad press about them. That's been a delicious thing that's turned uh, uh, that people take for granted about the rise of social media and the social issues that come when people can't be responsible with this this drug that we make in ourselves with anything. Just like people uh, didn't leave the house with TV back in the day everything that's been said about social media has been said about tv by the way as far as its unhealthiness and we need to uh, keep an eye on each other and keep an eye on what the platforms promote and how the algorithms function for society because it's society affecting stuff just like we broke up ma bell at the rise of the telephone which is another thing that the the, the complaints about uh, the risks of social media and the problems that it causes have been compared to historically but it, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater is what I'm getting at with that, is that the, there's advantages too. And it's good when there's open communication because it polices the corporations and stuff we have to live under. So we, we're like police right now, everybody. So <laughs> celebrate that. And, and tell your friends. Police. Tell your friends about this podcast if you got any little chunk of data that you enjoyed from it please just grab a buddy put your hand on their shoulder and just whisper greasy conversation in their ear <laughs> and, and let them know because we'll grow and we'll all get smarter and more crammed full of tea together yay yeah. <laughs> so wait I, I want to do Greg's major news highlights next to tie off the end of the show I don't remember but, what those ones were <laughs> I want you to pick a couple favorites but I want to also, now you're going to get us in trouble with Twitch back there. We had, a, you can't tell where I'm pointing. Thank goodness, because there's an exposed nipple. So we've got two clueless dudes coming on after this show. Please stay tuned. If you're watching one of the video feeds, just go over to um, YouTube and search for two clueless dudes and pop on there. You can comment with them too, but it's another show that I produce that if you like this format, you'll love theirs too. And it's on next very very soon and uh we're going to make sure i keep their nipples covered up when they're on the camera because that'll get do you know twitch has a nipple detection algorithm wonderful it's the best of any platform at <laughs> accurately detecting nipples without human intervention what was that kind of i i actually yeah. didn't hear you not just the mic oh, okay. who got no. banned a bunch spacey Oh no, poor Spacey. Yeah, but I don't think it was that. It's kind of, it's kind of bogus. I could see like Spacey trying to like paint his like do face paint as a nipple on his face <laughs> to see if he could trip yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Just like his, his yeah, Spacey right. blur, accidental nipples. <laughs> Yikes! I didn't know he had any purposeful banning. accident. Plus, yeah. it's hard. He doesn't deserve it. I no, know. he never got banned, did he? Well, only for that reason. For another re- another bogus reason, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes I mean people just. 
I bet Twitch doesn't you. like yeah. if you if a bong pops up on camera. I know YouTube doesn't care, oh. but maybe that's a thing. I don't know how bong happy Twitch is compared to YouTube. YouTube's very pro bong. Yeah, <laughs> a, nice. I didn't say water pipe, mind you. I mean bong, <laughs> Chong, Tommy Chong's bongs. <laughs> I just I wanted to say that. Anyway, oh, the news that we miss, I'd be amiss if I didn't tell you that if you go to greasyconversation.com, we have our whole news document here that we've been scrolling through, and it's full of two weeks of gladness now, and there's all kinds of fun nuggets in here. For the very beginning, you can... Um, I'm sorry, no, I threw it at the end. You guys, when we talked about the Equifax scandal... And how Equifax just flippantly lost a bunch of our data to hackers like crazy. Um, there's a settlement now, and the settlement's at a point where each of us, if we've had any dealings with Equifax, uh, is entitled to $125. And you can sign up from a third-party website. Um, and so you don't get to some spoof website or anything. I, I, I recommend going to The Verge. Um, which is not like my favorite news article uh, outlet or whatever platform because they've had some crappy um, mistruths about PewDiePie in the past. But anyway, <laughs> The Verge, there's good news there too, and they've got a news article on this. And it's linked in our article. And if you follow the links, you'll come to the third-party uh, place where you can um, sign up to get your $125 or free credit monitoring. Because who wants Equifax's credit monitoring? Um, After can, that, yeah. There's free credit monitoring services, too, at a couple different places. There's one that I use, and I can't remember the dang name of it, but it's free also. Credit so, Karma? Karma, thank you. Yeah. High five. Yeah, say, so I'm using Credit Karma, and they're too. free. Yeah. Uh, they work great, so uh, F Equifax. Um, get that 125 from them. If you actually had data breach causing you to do some identity theft damage control, you actually lost any money, bank fees, stolen money, any of that, you can settle for that, too, and, and give them paperwork and get that back to you in your settlement but at least 125 yeah there's there's more allotted to people who actually suffered like damages due to the um information breach so for sure so this talk show might have just made you 125 dollars you're welcome you got to follow the links in our news document at greasyconversation.com grudgingly through the verge oh no you know what f the verge double because i linked the specific thing yeah, and the actual in this link. document. I gave I double the real checked, link. I double checked and I, I actually went through the, uh, I think through the FCC's page where they had um, the link just to double check because I was like, I checked it out and I'm like, this looks kind of fishy. Thank you for. But then being there was like sure. a link. You can actually go through the FCC's um, page on the Equifax settlement and there's a link to go through and sign up and all that. So, so it you is can do that legit. too. Yeah. I made it bold in our news document and there's all kinds of fun there. But what is uh, what is an article that you saw, Greg, that you really wanted to make sure you didn't uh, I did just want to kind of celebrate this because whenever a, a person doing dastardly deeds gets busted, I kind of yeah, revel, revel in the justice. There's a true crime stint to this show. Yeah. For sure. So this was an ex-deputy in Florida who yes! planted who was planting drugs. Uh, on drivers and then arresting them like and crazy there's some like body cam footage of this dude where he literally like goes in and like starts looking around and finds like in one woman's car he like finds this little just like metal tin and there's nothing in it but like dirt or whatever whatever fragments her husband's ashes he's like it's drugs yeah and then this guy this guy ashes. literally puts in like a little speck of meth that he that he'd been holding on to just for this purpose a tiny speck and then puts it in there and then, you know, looks around her back seat, 
pulls it out and like see it. you can barely see it it, lo it looks like out of just whatever it could be a piece of white lint who knows and he's like what's this what's this and then does the test and it's meth and he's like oh gotta book you so finally this dude uh did get caught and uh punished accordingly so i think he's still they're still like investigating it but uh he's not planting drugs on people thank god shit like that just like irritates the piss out of me man so gross and on a completely opposite night uh note Check out this cute piglet squid. Did you know a piglet squid was a thing? <laughs> I Sorry, audio listeners, but look up a piglet squid later. It, it looks like it's got mascara on. <laughs> it does have uh, some sexy eyelashes, man. Yeah, you can see it right, Kamu. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's got a little oh, yeah, mouth. It's adorable. It's got um, feelers for hair, kind of. Yeah. yeah, well, it looks weird because the tentacles are like on top L or above of its eye. Yeah, it looks like it has a little... Some lipstick, some blush, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cute. looking real cute. Yeah, we had to have a, a cute animal burst on this tail end. Okay. Do you have another one lined up there? Uh, We're doing a news chug right now. Uh, I wanted to do of. real quick, but I didn't dive as deep because I saw you post these. The, uh, the face app. <laughs> oh, yeah. People have been talking endlessly about Russia stealing your face data. You know, my face and my name is already in a lot of places. I think yeah, this right? Russian company can have it. And it kind of <laughs> smells like xenophobia. Like, there's a lot to worry about. Uh, the uh, Diplomacy between Russia's government and our government doesn't mean that, like, Russian people are necessarily out to get us any more than we have this super huggy relationship in the tech sector with um, uh, India. And yet... A lot of electronic fraud comes from India too, so it, it comes from places that uh, aren't the government necessarily doing it. Doesn't mean the face app is the Russian government. Chill, it's just morphing your face old. I think you can handle that data getting <laughs> out there. That's going to be on the dark web. Is your face all wrinkly? Yeah, oh, no. buy this face. Yeah, I already get. Um, have you had a Facebook? message yet from one of your friend's parents that you haven't talked to in a while? No. Yeah, so using the worst language possible and follow my socials for how this turns out, but uh, old friend's dad, uh, someone made a profile with their name and their picture just to message people like me and say, oh, hey, how are you doing? I haven't talked to you in a while. Did you know about this new thing you can get from the government? Um, have you talked to your... Oh, man, the language is so dumb. They're, they use the... Your, your local representative uh, hand-holding person that makes you, like, not the kind of terms that we use for, and no, no, we don't get an advocate either here that's just going to give you government programs. Like, if you talk to your local advocate of government programs or whatever weird language they have that's nothing like what you use for government programs, like, here, I'll give you the number and, and follow up with me and after you talk with them, I'm like, sure, sure, this is really you. So I'm, I'm hoping it's someone Russian. So if I send them a bunch of pictures of guys kissing, they'll be freaked out. I'm like, here are those <laughs> pictures you asked for. So watch how this turns. Right now I'm just baiting it. So the scam is more obvious. So when I report them, there's more evidence. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> nice. Scamming yeah. the scammers. Or at least like baiting them and making them show their cards extra. Because, I mean, I don't know if their big brother is going to like hack me or something if I make it too grumpy i want to pretend like i'm innocently just like really think it's them and they really liked pictures of dudes kissing <laughs> <laughs> who knows it might be someone repressed in russia that's really been hunting for that and hasn't been able to get it i might make a friend because i might rescue someone in the russian closet that would be beautiful oh man 
That's great. <laughs> and then I guess we can close out on some. I don't know if there's any like facts about Area 51 that people don't already generally know. Because um, they're, you know, Area 51's all in the news again because some dude made a joke event on Facebook. Yeah, we talked about this before, the Storm Area 51. Yeah, Storm Area 51. And so it's gotten out of control. I don't know what the number up to. I'll see up you to there. Now. There's a pub crawl over there. I'll, I'll be there. I'll yeah, see you. but it was like last week or, or the week before, it was like 400,000 people said <laughs> they were going. Which now just, it's like 1.7 million. Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> but like the thing is, just think of the logistics of half a million people from all over the country traveling to one place on like the same day or within the same couple days. Like it's going to be a nightmare everywhere. Yeah, it's like two-lane roads to go even to that town. Yeah, it's just, it's it, it's not going to happen. They don't even... It's funny, though. The people that work in Area 51 don't even drive to Area 51. They're all flown in from yeah, a special... Right? Yeah, there's yeah. a special terminal in Las Vegas' McCarran Airport that's just to take people to that facility, actually, and to other government stuff. It's like a secure terminal. Yeah, so <laughs> if you're... I mean, if you're planning on doing it, let me know how it goes. I'm not going to the base, but I'm going to the meetup. I'll see you guys there. I'll be there. Uh, um, Where's the meetup? At the tourist thing outside oh, yeah. the place. Yeah. I just think it's going to be cool. And uh, I'm going to get someone else to drive if the pub crawl thing happens. <laughs> and maybe we'll see some like... like I, my assumption is that the Air Force is going to put together... Uh, a nice air show where they'll like light off some aerial fireworks, maybe show off some drones that they're about to declassify anyway. Like, check it out. We were, we were going to wait for the next air show to show off this drone, but we'll just declassify it for you guys. We were going to do it a couple months anyway. And then tents, free water, and uh, merch, army merch, air force merch, some navy merch too. Who cares? It's the middle of the desert. And they're just going to have clipboards and, and recruit as many people as they can. Like, you want to go underground? You want to see the aliens? I'll fast track you. We'll get you recruited. <laughs> you join the army, join the air force, and this is going to be a mass recruiting thing. They're just going to take it over. In fact, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the person that made the event originally wasn't like a stealth like recruiter thing all along. So that's my theory. Should do like a, a psyop campaign and go try to like unrecruit the military. Oh, that'd be sick. Deprogram. Like, no, why don't you come raid Area 51 with us, man? <laughs> you already, you already seen it. You know why we need to raid it. Yeah. Don't lie to me. I know there's a, uh, oh, there's aliens down there. Yeah, and also there's a, a new Netflix documentary on Bob Lazar, who was the dude who came out. Um, I think it was about like 30 years ago, and originally like broke the story of Area 51 and had to go public because he was concerned for his life. Uh, but it's pretty interesting and you can just see the dude and you kind of it's like is he just making the whole thing up and has he been riding this train for like forever but he also doesn't like the publicity and is stated that he he like yeah didn't like what happened to his life after he went public with the information and so it's kind of it's like oh man is yeah, he, is he embellishing the radar a for bit? a while he's only come back a little bit lately yeah and it's a cycle like he comes yeah. back like every uh, it seems like every 10 years or so there's mm -hmm. like another special on him someone like wants to get to the bottom of it and find the real real truth this time <laughs> so but it's it's interesting and it's got like Mi mickey rourke doing the the narration mm. over it How fun. but like it's mickey rourke just like doing like beat poetry about like space and universal consciousness and area 51 and shit it's really huh. bizarre but it really gives it a cool touch yeah 
it's it's just cool for that like aesthetic anyway but well yeah. we're at the tail end now does anyone have any last shout outs mm. any recommendations um yeah i mean drink more tea yeah yeah definitely that do that tea. it's a good recommendation and if you're here in vegas there's lots of places to drink tea you can get in touch with uh with us at tea let we're always doing tea parties and tea tastings yeah people can reach us at info at tlet.com that's our email info at tlet.com and then uh our so- google's really well too yeah you got great seo you just yeah. type in tlet you get there yeah well i mean that's how i got the name i went to a startup weekend to start you know my whole thing and i uh, was working with some developers and they were like yeah we you just got to find the url that's how it works now and so we were looking for like six character catchy and tlet was available i'm like so easy to remember yeah. too i'm a tlet and so it was kind of cool because our first logo the, 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 font the little fairy too oh yeah our tea fairy yeah, that made it, i found this little cute anime looking tea fairy fella as a sticker i never forgot it it's still on oh it's oh, on there, the, there's the, one right there yeah yeah it's still yeah. on this laptop <laughs> So yeah, our first uh, our first logo, the tea lit looked like it said toilet, and the logo <laughs> was like a like a tea bowl with like three like <laughs> deep green like oh. little leaves. They look like little turds falling into the cup. Takes so, a couple tries. Sometimes. It does, you know. But you know, we put that logo <laughs> together in like five minutes, and it was a startup weekend, which you know that's also a recommendation is uh, be more entrepreneurial. We're coming upon a leap year, you know, so we can start preparing for that extra. 24 hours we have next year oh that's heavy oh, yeah. it's yeah. one extra day worth of celebrating black history month you guys <laughs> that's my favorite thing about leap year is that finally it's one day less of uh, one day less extreme of the shortest month to celebrate black history why is it the shortest month it's so weird and it's a whole other thing to bring up at the last end yeah. of the show <laughs> but like it just seems like a backhanded thing to make February black history month like Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where the I'm outraged that, about that it. stuff happens, but <laughs> leap years are great. I'm a big fan of leap years. I think they are like they're cool cycles, and it's an it's an extra day for us to do some cool shit. So, oh, drink yeah. some more tea and uh, stay connected and have good conversations and don't snort matcha. Yeah, don't snort it. Mm. Not <laughs> just for your for your gullet, you guys. Throw it down your throat. <laughs> and be sure to mention RadioVegas.rocks to the sponsor folk and check out the schedule for the other cool shows going on and stay tuned stay tuned for our two coolest dudes coming up next <laughs>